Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Business Edge Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Moran, and I'm excited for our guest this week. He is Mr. Gary Scott Thomas, CEO of GST Media Group, podcast host of a really fun and educational and entertaining podcast called Here's What We Know. And I've actually been a guest on his show. So now I'm I'm reciprocating because I love talking to him so much. He's also one of the co-owners of KRTY.com, which is a country music streaming service out of San Jose, California. And we're going to have some fun today. So with that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Gary Scott Thomas. I can only hope that I can be as good a guest for you as you were for me. I have told you before, we had, I had such a, you, you, folks, I, I know it sounds like I'm plugging my own podcast, but if you'd only go and listen to one podcast, now I've got 105 episodes out, but if you just go and listen to one podcast, Brian Moran, and I'll tell you straight up, it is one of the most touching and emotional podcasts you will ever hear. And I have gotten so many. I told you this story. I told you this story before. Yeah. I'm sitting on my front porch and my neighbor walks across. And I didn't even know my neighbor even knew I had a podcast because <laughs> she's, she's a little elderly. And she comes up to me and she goes, I want you to know, I listened to that podcast with Brian, your, your buddy, Brian. And I said, yeah. And she goes, you know, I lost my father last week. Mm-hmm. My father was 104 years old. Yeah. I lost my father last week. And she goes, I can't tell you how much that podcast meant to me. And wow. I just wanted yeah. to thank you. I just wanted to thank you. And I said, thank you. And I promise you, I will tell Brian that, and it will mean the world to him. So yeah. from Carol, my neighbor, Carol, to you, and I got so many comments like that, but that was one. It's rare when you do this, when somebody actually t- texted, you know, it, it sees you and is in the, m- the same airspace as you and yeah. tell something like that. I think that's why you and I do what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we believe in that servant leadership, right? Helping others. And so when, and, and the beauty of that podcast was that, we had this whole idea about where we wanted it to go. Okay, I'm going to come in. I'm going to talk about entrepreneurship and blah, 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 right? First question, boom, right turn, right? And it was like, okay, that whole idea, that whole the conversation that we we're going to have, we're going to shelve that. And we're going to call this, I think we call you called that the episode about gratitude, right? Yeah. Gratitude, maybe, you know, my, my three. That's your thing. It is. But I learned from Brian that gratitude changes everything. 100%. You know what? When you see life, and we can't take this right turn again. I do have things I want to say to you. But when you look through the lens of gratitude, everything looks beautiful. You know, the, the good looks great. The great looks divine. And the bad looks not so bad. Like it, it just makes the world a better place. And I learned that through some of the things that you'll hear on, on Gary's podcast. And I'll put the link to the podcast on my resource page so everybody will get it. But, you know, when, when, when you can, you, you, I've learned how important gratitude is by talking to people like you, people who get it, who get the big picture in life. What is the meaning of my life? And um, it just reinforces everything that I believe in. And that's why I think that podcast, which ran for over an hour, was yeah. was so impactful. And um, I love that stuff. It was hard. It's hard for me to talk about that sometimes. I feel like, you know, because it's, it's vulnerable times in my life and vulnerable times in yours. And I think it <laughs> this is going to sound funny, but it's almost like a car accident, you know, like when it's happening. You're like, Jesus, I'm in a nine car pileup. But then as you kind of move away from it a little bit more, you realize, well, you know what? It wasn't that bad. And I survived and I learned from it. I'm a better driver today as a result. 
Well, and and that's the thing. I think I think we only truly connect with each other is when we really and it's one of the things that when I try to do my show, I when I when I try to do a podcast, somebody asked me the other day, they're like, what is it that makes yours different? And I said, I try to approach it with no barriers. And that means not for my guest, that means for me. Mm. If I go into it with no barriers and I'm willing to go just wherever they go. And 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 I'll tell you, our episodes, I end up crying. I yeah. I, I I think I think that's what got you emotional because I ended up just I'm not crying, you're crying. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's because you, you know, I I I I wanted to go in with you because you were talking about very personal and deep and and hard stuff. And and I wanted to be right there with you. And it made me want to say, this is what what's important in my life. And yeah. and that's how we approach it. So between between the gratitude and and just trying to literally meet people where they are and, mm. and meet them this way and not that way. Yeah. You know? And if you see the video of this, that's what I had my hands up. I have my hands open one on thing and my hands up, you know, yeah. and, and that's very hard to do because, you know, think about it. Cavemen, you didn't, you didn't go open arms. You know, you, you, we were, we were taught to listen, we don't have any big teeth claws. We're not fast. You know, we are literally a prey animal is yeah. what we should be. So we had to we had to act like gazelles and not lions. <laughs> that's it's a perfect way to look at it. It really is. And, you know, there's so much, though, there's so much that we learn when we talk to other people about what we're going through. And I mean this not only in our personal lives, but in our business lives. So as I mentioned, you know, to you that we just finished up our first months of a, a workshop that we're doing, it's called Bricks or Sticks. Yeah. And uh, we had men and women in there. We had old, we had young, we had pe people from Ireland, people from the United States. Next month, we got people from England and India in it. And what's neat about that is these are people from all different backgrounds and all different businesses, B2B, B2C. But what you realize is you start to talk about like, what are, what are the obstacles in front of you? And the first two weeks, we all talked about business obstacles. But here's what happened. In week three, when we really got into the meat of it, the heart of it, and we talked about accountability and commitment and discipline and the what-if game, people started to interject personal stories. Because you can't separate your business life from your personal life. You take your personal life to work with you and you bring your work home. That's just how we operate. And what you realize, what I realized is that a lot of the obstacles that we were talking about, the biggest obstacle was ourselves. We have to get out of our own way. This is what the group basically had decided. Like we need to do a better job on time management. We need to be more productive. We need to be more disciplined. And really what they were saying is we need to get out of our own way. We need to delegate. We need to be able to have balance in our lives because this job is really hard and it's consuming a lot of my hours. And in some cases, I'm missing my family and, and I'm, I'm missing things that I don't want to miss. Isn't that the whole reason we became business owners? Mm -hmm. And 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 so you realize that that harmony is so critical, right? Mind, body, spirit, business, personal, overlay all of it. And I loved it. And, and these are all people, again, from different ways of life that we're all kind of having the similar the similar struggles. It is it is bizarre as I have because I've never owned a business, right? I mean, I've always been a W two employee, <laughs> and right. Yeah, it's great. Because I like to say when 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 you do what I do, I only have a very you know I have a very limited skill set, and I'm not complaining. I mean, Tom yeah. Brown knows how to throw a ball. You know, Steph yeah. Curry jumper. It, it's okay. You and, sound like Liam Neeson here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I have a very limited skill set. Uh, <laughs> But I'm a dancing monkey. I have my symbols and that's all I do. Right. And then and then I go home and that's it. I, that's all I do. Uh, stepping into the world of entrepreneurship and having to deal with all of the things that come and what you're trying to do is, you know, I, I 
I had a, uh, I, I, I was telling you before we started, I'm, I've started this men's Bible study, mm-hmm. uh, which I did this morning. And one of the things we were talking about, and it's funny that I talked to you today, is we're going through the story of Joseph and Genesis, you know, he, you know, Joseph, the, the, the coat of many colors that mm-hmm. got sold into slavery, you know, and Pharaoh and all this other stuff, and then become successful again. And we're talking about one of the things they asked was if you could go back in time and talk to, because at this point, you've probably had some success in your life. Even if you don't think you've had success, you have. If you've made it to this part of your life, you've had a certain amount of success. Now, how you define success, that's either on you or your peer group, usually on you. Mm-hmm. But having having that set up to go, what would you tell your younger self about success and whatever success you have or haven't had? And my thought was, I if I could go back in time, because I was raised in very poverty, Mm-hmm. I was. I was raised in poverty and, and a lot of family issues and stuff like that. I would sit back and go, first of all, don't be afraid of success. Don't feel like you don't deserve it. Don't feel the imposter syndrome. Don't feel that what you do isn't that special or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Just take the talents you've been blessed with and accept them. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so I'm 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 going to do that. I'm going to be a part. I'm going to take what I've done and and whatever I can do and use it the way you want me to use it. I'm going to be I'm going to be all in, and learning how to be all in on yourself is one of the hardest things. And I've had an amazing career. I've been. Yeah, so I I I did radio for 47 years. I did mornings in San Jose for 31 years. I. Literally, when the station got sold and I went off the FM dial, I went off as the most listened to country music morning show, not in San Jose, not in California, the United States of America. Wow. Yeah, I know that. So it's it's the 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 places that I never thought I would get to, you Mm. know, and so to have that that and still feel like it was so hard to accept it. Even at this age, when they came up to me and said, hey, your ratings are crazy. And to be able to go, yeah, I, I did that. I did that. Mm-hmm. You start looking for every other reason because one of my one of my strengths and one of the things my wife, I think it makes her love me and, and makes her drive her, her crazy about me too, is I want to be the easiest part of any equation. That's just the way I am. I, I just want to be the easiest part of any equation. Yeah. And to some extent, it almost becomes paralyzing because I don't want to be a problem. And I want and I and I've met too many people in the entertainment business who believe their own press and they're jerks. So I never wanted to be that guy, too. So learning to balance that, as you were saying, the balance thing Mm. of going. I can do what I know how to do, and that's okay. And it doesn't mean I'm better than anybody but it also means it's not that I'm less than who I should see myself as, if that makes sense. Complete, complete sense. So I want to I want to take this conversation because our listeners are largely business owners or people who work with business owners. That's to to your what you just said. You know, you were a W two for almost your entire adult life, right? I call myself a wage slave, and there's nothing wrong with that. So is. <laughs> There you go. Well, you know your place, but yeah. but suddenly, so I call what I call you is the accidental entrepreneur. That it kind of it it forced itself upon you. You had no choice. Now your radio station was sold, right? You did have a podcast, right? Which is yes. here's what we know, right? Yeah. You've been doing that for almost two years, incredibly successful. Uh, but now, everything that you've known in your life. Your adult, 31 years you've been doing it, K- KRTY, now becomes KRTY.com. And you are now a co-owner of that, right? One of you, they're one of what, four people who are co-owners, yeah. right? Okay. Now, there, there's there's the, you know, when you, you, you also mentioned the imposter syndrome, yeah. you know, you're, you're saying to yourself, who am I to think that I can be a business owner, that I can run this? I'm the, I'm the monkey with the symbols, 
I'm 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 not the one man band like the Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, right? Where I'm playing every instrument, right? No, no, no. You you need symbols. I'm your guy. You need a percussion se- section, or you need you know strings. How did that feel? The day you started, it was it was, and I've said this before. My wife asked me, and uh, she said, "So what are you feeling right now?" I said. I'm excited and terrified <laughs> and, and I don't know if I could be one without the other at this point, Sure, sure. you know, because I don't know what I don't know and going into it. I knew the radio business, right? I knew the radio business and, and, and I, I was confident with the stream that I knew how to, because what I can do is create content and learning how to do sales. Not that I'm doing sales, but I mean, I'll reach out and send letters to clients and go, Hey, I want you to join us. And we're trying to do radio in a brand new way. And, 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 and we've been having success with that. Uh, but having to be when I, with the podcast, like this is having to learn that who all I needed, I had to build a team. Mm. Right. And once I built the team and I've literally just been assembling it and got the bow on it and it feels great to be in it with somebody with people who can go, Hey, this is what we need. This is what we're doing. Helps keep me focused. Mm. Uh, because when you do a radio show, all you're doing is for four hours of tremendous focus. Mm. Right. But when you already have said you expand that to 10 hours, you know, it, it, because that becomes your work day, that's hard to stay as focused. Right. 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 Uh, it's a different kind of race to do Le Mans where they're doing 24 hours than it is a NASCAR than it is a drag race. Yeah. Yeah, of course. All technically racing, it's it's a different mindset and physical skill set to do. But you uh, but you have you have three co-owners. Did they I bring have, did they bring their own set of skills, complementary yes. skills to the business? So yes. tell me about some of their skills. Like how did okay. it help? Well, the general manager uh, was uh, was one of them. And what he has, he has more connections in the music business as far as concerts. One of the things that makes KRTY amazing is that we would get these acts to come to this station in San Jose, California and do concerts and do stuff at small events. We literally last December had this young man named Garth Brooks do a show at a dive bar for 600 people. Now you had to win tickets. The only way you could get in it was the most amazing thing in the world. But we've had everybody in the country music world you can think of. Eric Church, Jason Aldean. Uh, I mean, you just can't think of anybody. We had Taylor Swift at this club twice. Wow. wow. So that's the that was from the, the superpowers my friend Nate has because here's what Nate will do that I couldn't do. I did the morning show. Nate would sit on the bus and drink with them till 2 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's necessary. Yeah. Build that human to human relationship that we talk about. Mm-hmm. It's being able to sit in a bar with them in Nashville at 1.30 in the morning and talk about their hopes and fears. Mm-hmm. I can't do that because, oh, by the way, I'm on the air at 5 a.m. Yeah. Uh, and so he's he's got those connections that we still even, you know, we we just announced like Lainey Wilson is one of the hottest uh, country singers in America right now mm-hmm. coming to do a show at this dive bar in just a few weeks, you know, and, and, and the fact that we're still doing that without being on the FM and my other partner, Julie is her ability to, she helps us program. She's been the program director of the station and her ability to hear what we should sound like. We have to think about that, right? Yeah. Because as a program director, you have to hear what you want to put out and her ability to hear what we need to sound like mm-hmm. is what brings that. Uh, you know, what I do is content. Like I said, I, I know I bring that in. Plus, I know that I am the brand of the station. I am the face of the station. Right. As Nick likes to say, in San Jose, KRTY is Gary Scott Thomas. In Nashville, it's Nate Deep. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, but between 
those. And then Julie is the Julie is the glue that puts it together. The other people, there's two other people, but they're minor, they're they're minor investors. And 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 so, but the main play is us three as far okay. as creating what's happening here. Sure. So it you you do see that. You do see that everybody's got that, that Nashville, San Jose, and then Julie glues those together. So you start you start day one. Now, the the, the fear obviously had to be, oh, my God, we're not going to be on the FM dial anymore. And that, you know, it, it's going to be like a plane that drops from 30,000 feet down to 15,000 feet. Right. How do you get back to where you were? Right. But did you did you have people along the way who could kind of tell you, like, what did you do in terms of working on your education about what it meant to to own and run a business? Well, I, uh, I, I where I met you is in our, oh, our, yeah. sure. our later class of learning how to. And I don't know if you remember the first couple of weeks in there, man, I was just overwhelmed because I was forcing myself to think in ways that I had never thought. Because for you guys who've run businesses, you went into it knowing, okay, this needs to happen. This needs to happen. And I need to approach this. I didn't even know what it was I was trying to do. And and you are such a dear friend. Brian would write me emails going, have you done this? Have you done that? <laughs> and having myself you know, it's, it's uh, again, there's scripture that, you know, the, the, the Lord says, you know, it, it, you know, surround yourself with good advisors, mm. you know, and, and I have tried to surround myself with good advisors and going into it because my first thing is how do you make money? Yeah. How, how do you make money? How do you cover the cost? How do you do all of this stuff? The beautiful thing about going on the stream is, and, and I had, I, I will take credit that I think I I think I saw the vision before everybody else did and between the three of us that I'm like, I think there's something there there. And, uh, you know, because everybody's like, well, maybe we've had a good ride. Let's hang him up and be done with it and see what else is next. And I'm like, I think there's something there there. I think there's I think this is the future uh, that this is where it's going to go, because radio right now is. The world of radio, terrestrial radio is what we call it. Yeah. The world of terrestrial radio is in a world of hurt. And I don't say that as, ha ha, I say that with an ache in my heart because I love radio. Mm -hmm. It was one of the most awesome things in the world. And it gave me a life that I couldn't have dreamed of as a child. I really couldn't. Uh, and, and, and so to see what it's doing now, because they're being... They're being crushed by the by the heaviness of of the structure itself. Radio, I think, was always built to be a lean, mean local machine. Yeah, you know. And when you added the weight of the superstructure that is corporate radio, that put a lot of different elements in that you have to support the corporation, mm-hmm. but the corporation doesn't support you. Right. Right. You need to make money for the corporation. And by the way, you need to make enough money to run your own damn station without messing with the corporation. But you need to run our commercials before you run your commercials. Sure. And 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 oh, by the way, we're trying to run lean. I just one of the bigger names in our business uh, just quit from his job. And he I know somebody works in the same building and I'm like, did he get fired? And she goes, oh, no, he quit. He's in charge of eight stations now and they haven't ever paid him more money for every station they add. And, and so they're looking for that scapegoat. So getting back to what what I thought the 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 why there was a there there is I told Nate and Julie, listen, this is a get out of jail free card for us. <laughs> You're not going to have a lease. Yeah. You're not going to have all of the things that businesses do. And we're not going to have the brick and mortar store. I'm going to sit in my house with my banana plant yeah because my wife goes you need some i've got stuff that's going up on the walls she just haven't decided where she wants to put them but yeah in the meantime have a banana plant but it uh it allows us to run lean it allows us to get back to is what i said my hope somebody asked me the other day what do you hope is happening to radio i said i hope the corporations all fail Mm. 
and all the employees buy the radio station mm, and yeah. they get back to running it the way it was meant to run. That's what I hope. It, it, it hurts my heart to see the people lose their jobs. I agree. You know, I came from publishing. I published magazines and newspapers for business owners. So I've, I've been doing that for, I did that since 1990. And, you know, there was, there was a time when um, I used to read at least 60, 70 magazines a month because that's what I had to do. Keep up on the competition. And that's the way we, we, we received and consumed content. And in 2012, I left corporate America. I, I had had a publishing company, my own publishing company, you know, which got steamrolled by the Great Recession in 2008. But it was then that I really started to take a hard look at things. And I said, you know, things are changing. You know, Tower Records is now iTunes. Borders Books is now Audible. Um, Blockbuster Video is now Netflix. And it's it, the the content is still the exact same you know it's funny i was i was clearing out some of the stuff in my parents house Uh, my dad passed away uh, 11 years ago and we're just getting to clear out some of the stuff but he had old vhs tapes still like not even open and and you know my mother said oh I, i don't know if we should throw that out i said mom i could literally push three buttons on my phone and you could watch this same video in high definition as to compare to whatever this thing's going to look like. And by the way, you don't even have a VCR. We can't watch it because you don't have one. But that's just the, the content is the exact same. The brand is going to change, but the brand is still a brand in the minds of the people. And I think that's really where you have it's not a home run. It's a grand slam that you have with KRTY because you are the brand and K and, and, and Nate and what was Julie, Julie, you know, that's, that's what people know and love, but they're telling you with a gentle nudge, this streaming idea, we love this because now we can get it. You can get it on demand. Uh, right. Yeah, on demand, you can pull it up uh, and, you know, the Alexa, Echo, any of those stuff. You just say caretoy.com and it pulls it up. And I hook my phone up to my car and listen to it, which, you know, in the new cars, they have the Apple Play. Yeah, exactly. All you do is just program, you know, our station and hit Apple Play. And there's, you know, I. in case you don't know, when you hear San Jose, San Jose, when you hear Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. that is San Jose, California. Mm-hmm. This is Silicon Valley. My wife works for one of the internet, but what are the Cisco? Mm-hmm. I've got dear friends who work for Apple. I mean, you can't name people that I don't have friends at. Yeah. Google, it, 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 they're all right here. And so it is, it, and even here, and it's one of, one of the things I told Nate and Julie, I'm like, if anybody can make it work, it's here in Silicon Valley. And again, we had such a great reaction from Nashville. Nashville believed in, I think, us before we even believed in it. They're like, whatever you need, we're in. Whatever you whatever you want, we're doing. Because they see the future. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the whole thing. They you where you were for 31 years, it's it's really hard to see outside that jar that you've put yourself in. You know, even even you know when I had my own publishing company, you know, I saw the numbers when I was pulling them in in 2007 and they started to fall off a cliff. And I had a coach, I had a business coach who said to me, "You need to shut down everything except for this one magazine that will make you money in any kind of times." And I didn't listen to him. And that was to my own detriment. I think what Nashville was telling you was the same thing that my coach was telling me. You know, we, Gary Scott Thomas, Nate, Julie, KRTY, still that brand together and, and streaming. Somebody told Nashville a long time ago that streaming is going to be the future. Right. And, and that's how that, that's how they find some of their artists now because the kids can post their stuff on YouTube and they'll exactly. find artists and stuff like that. It's the it's the double edged sword, you know, of, of the social media thing. The way radio has changed in this respect, and and it's and it, and I and I that's why I say I hope we get back to the way it worked because the way it worked worked. Right now, when when I told you, and again, humble brag, 
I go off the air. I get to walk off being the most listened to country music morning show in America. And I told Julie this because she does the morning show with me. And I said, if this had happened, this occurrence where our 98-year-old owner died and the station went up for sale and somebody bought it and and said, thanks, we just want the signal. We don't need anything else because they're syndicated uh, EMF Broadcasting, uh, who does Christian radio. And by the way, are the nicest people in the world. Mm. They've been amazing to us. I'm telling you, I could tell you stories. They are just amazing. And so you will not hear me say one bad word. They are amazing. Uh, but they overpaid because they could. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and the, the other word, the no other corporate offers were came in because none of the big broadcasting companies could afford the minuscule price for the station because of COVID. None of them could afford it. Well, anyway, I told Julie, I'm like, you know, if this would have happened 20 years ago, our phones would have been ringing off the hook from broadcast companies and talent agents going, where do you want to work? And how much do you want to make? Mm. But because it happened now, nobody cares about ratings. All they care about are your social media numbers. I will tell you, I got zero calls. Wow. Calls. Uh, and, and, and the places that I did check into only cared about my social media numbers, which has not translated. And you're more in the world of business than I am. But as far as I know, TikTok has never made money. Instagram has never made money. Uh, Twitter, Twitter has never made money. The only money it's going to make is Elon Musk spending a billion dollars. Right. Right. You know, and, and yet, I, I I was saying, and I was telling you this story earlier that I was telling my father-in-law, I'm like, this reminds me of the dot bomb mm. in Silicon Valley, where we did not know what the technology was, but we were sure it had to mean something. So how we dealt with it was throw money at it, throw money at it. So that way, when it does hit, we'll all be billionaires. We'll all be Bitcoin, right? Is what we'll right. do. And the truth of it is the dot-com busted because nobody knew how to make money on that either. And somebody needs to tell me the difference right now because we're throwing money at the social media numbers and and they're not there. I saw this one thing where this, this wannabe country act has 12 million Instagram followers and they post videos all the time. And one of the videos they posted had 800 likes. Now let's do the math. Yeah. 12 million followers, 800 likes. You would get more likes just from people who hit the wrong button. (laughs) So, so it's the dichotomy of this, of this, uh, the unknown. It's like, you know, back in the fifties and sixties, we thought if Martians come the U S that the world would try to kill them because we didn't understand them, no matter what their intentions were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now what we would do if the aliens came, we would just throw money at them because we don't understand them. So here's the business side of me kind of explaining some of the social media analytics to you. And that is yeah, the the eight hundred likes off of a twelve million dollar, a twelve million person following is off. But what companies will do is they will measure click throughs. They'll put custom links in a social tweet or a posting, and they'll say how much traffic did we drive to the website, and you know what we're you know they'll look at social selling. They'll there'll be an offer. There'll be something that's attached to it. And they'll say, well, how much traffic did we drive? How many sales did we make out of it? That you can drill it down to that. You know, you can say, in fact, that's kind of the beauty of social media is you can do it. You can run 10 different ads on Twitter and figure out which one worked best. And you say, well, of all 10 of these, you know, this one drove the most traffic to our site. So at least they're coming to our site. They're looking at our content. Once they got there, what did they do? The trackability is out of this world. But that's where you have a conversation with a brand. And by the way, I, I know that marketers do listen to our podcast. And I will say this, if you are not picking up the phone to call Gary Scott Thomas right after this, and we'll put his contact information in there, you are 100% missing out. Because I will tell you, I said this to you uh, probably four or five, it was over the summer. I went to a uh, Brad Paisley concert 
with my daughter who had just graduated from college. She's an insane country music fan, right? And uh, she, I bought country, I bought a pair of cowboy boots in Austin because I said to her, I'm going to wear these at your graduation. That's how much. And I said, whenever you get married, I'm wearing these boots. And that's what, that, so it's, it's really, it's my whole family. So I'm converted now to a country music. Talk. And I love it. I, I honestly do. But the point is that it is, it has to be one of the hottest segments in in the entire economy is today's country music. It's, 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 it has gone into segments that I have never seen it before. And I'm, I'm one of them mm-hmm. and I love it. And I connect with it. And these, these, all of these artists, they're fun, they're entertaining, they're engaging. They, you know what they do? They use social media really well. When I went to that Brad Paisley concert, you know, he's he's on there. He's doing he grabs somebody's phone and he's like, what's your Instagram account? And he tells everybody to follow her and takes a picture, posts it, goes, it's up there. You know, all of a sudden it's getting thousands and thousands of likes. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the that that's where the conversations are taking place. So this is what I will tell you Nashville is thinking. We don't know how to monetize it yet. Yeah. But this is where we know the conversations are taking place. And this is where people are going. And who are the faces of behind the brands that we want to engage with? Yeah. Gary Scott Thomas is one of them. So you have you have pivoted and you are entering a new market and it's new to you. And being this entrepreneur is new to you. But yeah. trust me. I'm going to have you back on at the end of 2023, and it will be a completely different story. I I am hoping for it, and and learning this branding, and you know, especially with my uh, my podcast, because because with Carity, I'm in there with other people, and they have a paradigm of how we're going to do it, and the podcast is just me and my team, right? And you and I talked about this the first time. The first time I made a media kit, and I sent it to Brian, and I said, "This is what we're looking at charging." And he goes, you're missing zeros. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he goes, you're missing zeros. You should be charging like two more zeros than what you've got on this page. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and again, that goes back to what we're talking about, that confidence, right? Having to be able to go into that confidence and go, no, I'm worth this. I can do this for your business. Mm-hmm. And, and truly going into that, knowing that I have a brand, knowing that I can put together and do this. The thing I like about the podcast is that is that I can do so many more things for a partner than I can do at caretoy.com, right? right. And, and I love caretoy.com and, and I'm, I'm in on that. But the exciting thing is, is with the team now being able to add all these different elements, all this different stuff. And trust me, I get the, uh, I get the, the, the social media stuff. I mean, I'm on social media and, and I try to trying to drive that, but it's turning it into hard, fast results. And that's the thing I want to do for my clients with my brand is that I am very blessed over the years to have created a loyalty that when I, when I talk about something, people know that I use it or I've mm-hmm. done it, or I'm part of it. And that I'm, I've, the, the beautiful thing about staying on the air for as long as I have done is I have earned the right to go, nah, nah. And yeah. I, I read something one time, somebody said, save your nose, save your nose. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your nose and don't, and don't not use your nose. Right. right? Right. Save your nose. So when you do, do go, no, people go, well, that means something. That right there yeah. means something. Yeah. yeah. Make sure yes is more powerful. A no today will lead to a greater yes tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's the way, you know, if something doesn't feel right now, again, you say yes to something that doesn't feel right, that's going to take up your time, you know, your resources, your human capital. And all of a sudden, a yes will come, you know, something that you'd love to do would come up and you say, mm, I can't do that because I already committed to this awful project that I don't want to do. So now I can't do something that I'd love to do. But, you know, you don't worry so much about 
the analytics of what you're doing right now and the business side of what you're doing right now. Leave that to your clients. That's that would be my advice to you. You know, you look at country stars today. You look at uh, Jason Aldean, uh, Luke Combs, Kenny Chesney. They've made such an amazing connection with their audience. And and an advertiser wants to come in and just wants to be part of that conversation. That's how social media works today. They just they they don't want to take over the conversation because they realize that that's intrusive. They just want to be in the room, mm-hmm. and 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 they'll measure everything. They'll measure everything that they need to measure to decide whether or not it's viable for them to look at it long term. So you just let all of these great advertisers know who are listening. I hope today and who are going to call you tomorrow. But you say, yeah, I'm open to having conversations about ways that we can work together to invite you into the room, into the conversation that I'm having with my audience about something that they are passionate about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and that's that's the main thing that I try to remember that I I let I I, I do what I can with a business and I trust the people I've got around me. But I know that it's just like when we talked about, you know, Nate, Nate's superpowers, Nashville, Julius. Yeah. Power is tying it all together. I'm I'm finally comfortable. And it's probably only happened in the last four, five years. And I've been doing radio for 47 years. For the last four or five years, have I become comfortable going, you know, I'm good at what I do. I know how to do this. I don't worry. I got this. You go do, and and, and that's what I told, you know, that my my former employees with, you know, when we were on the radio, the one thing I give you is from 5am to 9am, you ain't got no worries. You're kind of like the, let me, I think you're going to like this. You're kind of like the coach Saban of country radio. Roll tide. How's that? How's that? (laughs) I like it. I like it. Get a little fired up at some, uh, some of the refs though. (laughs) Let me ask you a question now. And, and you mentioned this, this dive bar where you bring these main, you know, incredible, mm-hmm. you know, music. I was just there last night. Can't you tell? That's why I look like I've been road hard and put oh. up. <laughs> hey, you're as handsome as ever. Hey, I'm in radio. The less you see me, the better I look. You know, it's funny. You've heard this many times. I'm sure not, not you, but this joke, you know, that I always said, my mother said I had a face for radio. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Listen, um, TV was never an option for me. Let's be clear. I got uh, a video because they never sat back and said, you know, you'd be good on TV. That's what <laughs> but never. now you have to deal with now you have to deal with video, even with podcasts. So yeah, I know I've added that into my podcast too. I've embraced it. I've embraced all my my imperfections and frailties and all of that. And you know, people I, I'll see pictures, my eyes are closed, my mouth's open. I'm like, the hell with it. I just, you know what? That's that whole vanity movement went out the door many, many years ago. <laughs> um, you, you, you are, we're, we're kind of in the home stretch and I love talking to you. I definitely want to have you back on. I mean, you can tell I like talking to you. You got well, I, I, I know this. I know that, that this is going to be a great podcast for our listeners. I know they're going to love it. They're going to give me some good feedback on what I did right, what I did wrong questions I should have asked and that I missed. So I'd love to have you back on, but I want you to be, I want you to be a regular guest in and and participant in the work that I'm doing Mm -hmm. for two reasons. And I want to make this a win-win. I want to, I want to introduce you to how I would set up like an event or a program and show you how our sponsors and clients, uh, what their expectations are so that you can then apply that, knowledge to your own business yeah. because I have no doubt. I have literally zero doubt that you're going to be insanely successful in the coming years with this, but then you are passionate about what you do. Right. And, and you are everything that I say is right with entrepreneurship. You love what you do. You would do it for free, but you happen to be, and you happen to be at the top of your game with it. And, and it also helps, you know, pay the rent, light, and heat. Mm-hmm. And so as you learn and grow, I would love for our listeners and our readers and our viewers to watch that and to learn and say, you know, hey, Gary, what did you learn in the last six months about your business and, and where 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 it's gone? 
I would love that because especially you've seen, I think, how much I've changed in the last six months that we've known each other. Yeah. Right. And so it is, it is, I, I am happy about who I am today, but I'm excited to meet that guy in December of 23. I am because I know I will have so many different views, opinions, experiences. And I've, it, I, 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 somebody said to me one time uh, when I first started going through this, when the station was being sold, they're like, here's what you need to know. You're on a rough patch of road. The road itself is not rough. There's a rough patch and remind yourself that when you get on the smooth patch of rough road, the road itself is not smooth. There's a rough patch coming up. <laughs> That's, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm like, ever since then, I'm like, yeah. So I, I, it's learning to let go of the fear. And we talked about this. You and I talked about this before to let go of that fear and just let whatever happens because you and I both are people of faith. The good Lord's going to put me where he's going to put me. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that one thing he says is pray for wisdom because he gives it abundantly. Right. That's the one thing he's always willing to give is wisdom. Mm -hmm. And, And I literally, that is a daily prayer. That is my daily prayer. You know, somebody uh, asked me, uh, a friend that asked me the other day, it was kind of cool, asked me, how do you pray? And I was sitting there talking to him about it. And he goes, what do you pray for? And I said, I pray for other people, people mm-hmm. that I know, because if I tell you I'm going to pray for you, I'm going to pray for you. Uh, but he goes, what do you pray for yourself? And I'm like, I pray for wisdom because yeah. it gives me wisdom. Everything else I need will happen, you know? And yeah. so journey of entrepreneurship I constantly just pray for wisdom. I constantly try to pray. I constantly try to be aware of something every day and, and try to get a little better or I don't even, I hate to say the word better, maybe observant, right? Just a little more observant because it's amazing. You know, I think I I can sum up raising children in two words, pay attention (laughs) you and them. Yeah. Sometimes I've told my kids, pay attention. Pay attention. And the same thing for me, pay attention. And you want to yell at some parents to go pay attention. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And it's the same thing for me is, is learning how to pay attention in this entrepreneurial world. So uh, a friend of mine told me years ago, it's a great line that he has a smart man learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from the mistakes of others. And he he is a guy who went bankrupt twice and wound up selling his company for somewhere between 100 and 200 million dollars. And he still has another, you know, chunk of money, you know, coming from another sale. And he just, you know, he's he basically he wants for nothing. But he, he and here's what he would agree with me on. You know, he would say, look, the business world is like an amusement park. A lot of people go on the Ferris wheel because it's safe and they get nice views. Right? It's only idiots like us who hop on the roller coaster thinking it's fun, you know. But that's you get you get to choose one ride, you know. And 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 you have been blessed by choosing two. You were on that Ferris wheel for 31 years, and it was great. And you know what? You got really good at what you do. And all of a sudden you say, you know what? Those people on that on that roller coaster, they look like they're having fun. And mm-hmm. you, you know. And 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 it's kind of like, well, we're shutting down the Ferris wheel for all intents and purposes. So you got to go find another ride. Yeah, you're going to walk or, or ride the roller coaster. Yeah, well, you know, you could go on these. I, I don't even know what any of the other options were. Maybe it was the, you know, the game where you shoot the water into the clown's mouth or something like you take a break. But but very rarely is it a smooth ride. You learn to adapt to ascending the mountain and descending the mountain. Right. You know, you're going to go through your valleys, but then they don't last forever. But neither do the mountaintop moments. That's probably the best advice I can give to you from where you are right now. So and I know you do this. Just learn to enjoy the ride. That's the gratitude part that we discussed the very probably 16 hours ago when we started this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's all about the lens in which you look at every opportunity and obstacle. You accept them. You know, and say whatever 
got, you know, we had a conversation in a group that I belong to. Mm-hmm. And we're all talking about how do you approach the day? And people are looking in the mirror and say, you know, this is going to be the best day ever. And, you know, I'm going to work hard and, and you know, I'm going to make this great and and all of that. And, and I love all of that. You know, they take a positive approach to it. 15 years ago, I ran the New York City Marathon in honor of my oldest brother who had passed away. And on the back of my T-shirt, I wrote, God, thank you for giving me today. Just grateful. And I really, I, I meant it with everything. You know, the good times, the bad times, the ups and the downs. I'm just grateful that I'm getting to experience that with people that I love. And when you have that kind of outlook on it, which is why I will never, ever give this up. Once you get it, you don't ever want to part with it. But you just got to practice it every day. So are you going through the shitter? And I can say that because it's my podcast. Yeah, say it on my podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> but as you're going through the shitter, you say, you know what? That's okay because I know I'm going to learn something from this. It's not going to kill me. It won't necessarily make me stronger, but I am going to have to deal with it. Hey, it was Churchill who said, if you're going through hell, keep going. Keep going. You know, and 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 it's the same thing. It's 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 that's where opportunity arises. That's where and you can face each day. I, I will say that, you know, I I say this in my prayers also. I, I, I thank God for everything I know about, but more importantly, I thank him for everything I don't know about because that's the much greater number. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and so it's it's the same thing about all the other stuff. It's like, you know, there's so much that happens around us every day that we're not aware of and we should be grateful for you mm-hmm. know there's a song by luke bryan out right now called about country on and basically what it is is thanking all the people who do the jobs that we never think about mm-hmm. you know? yeah yeah hey, you flushed your toilet thanks to the sewer workers who make that work you know you're riding on a road thanks to people who built that road and how long it took you know th- there's just so many things you stop at a red light thanks for the people who hook that up and 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 maintain it and yeah. there's just so many things that everyday life that we just imagine if the if the if the if they did the electromagnetic pulse which would knock out all electronics yeah who becomes the most valuable members of society not Brian Moran and I'm doing a little show. Yeah. But a guy who can. I'm going to borrow your symbols. Yeah. Who can build you a shelter and build a fire and, 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 yeah. Find you sustenance. And all of a sudden he becomes, you know, the plumbers become a much bigger deal. You know, what's the name of that Luke Bryan song? Country on. Country on. So when you go get your country on, is what he was saying. Thank you to all you people, you farmers. You know, when you eat a, an ear of corn. Yeah. Tell you, I, the reason I got into radio, I was 13, 14 years old, uh, and I was working on a professional farm in Red Level, Alabama. They would hire teenage kids to come in and they'd bring you, you'd come up Saturday morning, you'd get there at 6 a.m., you'd leave at 6 p.m. And they would pay you $20, and that was more money than you could think of. My first radio job, I made a dollar an hour. So think about that. I mean, I worked 12 hours and made $20. That's good money. But I was out uh, picking up roots. They they plow a field and then they drive a flatbed tractor and they get us stupid teenage kids to walk behind the tractor and pick up the roots and throw them on the flatbed. And you do this for hours. Wow. And this was in a September in Alabama on a Saturday and it was probably 90 something degrees. And we stopped for a water break and I was working with these six or seven other guys. And I remember saying this out loud and it sounds like a joke. I said it out loud. I do not know what I'll do for a living, but it won't be this. (laughs) It was so hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, farms don't care if it's your birthday. Farms don't care if your daughter's getting married. Farms yeah. don't care if your wife dies. They you got to keep farming. You just got to keep farming. And that's the stuff that you do when you sit back and think about all the stuff that happens that we take for granted in your daily life. It's amazing. I think the world would be a better place if we recognize that. I think, you know, just that's the one thing I hope for. And I always say, you know, it shouldn't take a, a tragedy like 9 11 
for us to, I remember right after that happened and I live right outside New York city. And I remember how it was, you talk about just shell shocked, like people walking around, just not even knowing what to do, but all of a sudden everything that we fought about and everything that, you know, was divisive in this country was suddenly gone. Yeah. September 12th was a great day. People forget that. Yeah. Like it was, it was really, and you know what? It lasted for about a month. It lasted for about a month, month and a half. And um, I remember somebody saying to me, I wonder when things will get back to normal. And I said, what's normal? Like what, you know, that, no, this is life-changing. This is, you know, if you don't learn from this to appreciate all that you have, you know, no, it's, you, you don't, you don't crawl back into the cocoon. You know, you, that, that cocoon is gone. If you were, um, and if you were directly affected by it and that's really where, um, you, you know, you have to, you have to be able to look beyond just your own backyard you know, I, I, I was in uh, I was away. I was in Hawaii when January 6th happened, you know, and, and, the, and the storming the Capitol. When I tell you it was just another day in Hawaii, like there was no there was no conversations about how it was affecting the entire country because they 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 were thousands and thousands of miles away. But it was happening somewhere. You know, when we read in the newspapers about all of these people being senseless, senselessly killed, you know, whether it's in a church or a high school or something like that. I, I'm going to say this, and, and I wish I had it in front of me, but it was a poem written by John Donne, Don, D-O-N-N-E, back in the 1600s. Death Be Not Proud? No, it was, um, oh, crap. All right. Uh, it was, it, the, 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 the it, it's part of a larger work, yeah. But it was it was for whom the bell tolls. And it said, um, you know, in the end, he, he in the end of it, he said, um, you know, every every man's death affects me because I am part of mankind. So ask not for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. But it's it's part of a, a much a, a, it's a beautiful. It's a, he talks about like. If a part of Europe gets washed away, you know, the country is lesser. It's just, it's so unbelievably well-written. But that last part, you know, any man's death diminishes me because I am part of mankind. Therefore, do not ask for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. You know, I think there's, one of the one of the things about our society is the lack of empathy, but I don't say that as a criticism. I, I had a guest on my podcast recently. This uh, this kid who quit his job and went to uh, to volunteer in the Ukraine, and he goes, you know, because it just so affected him, and and uh, he was talking about how quickly the world has forgotten, right, about what's going on in Ukraine. I said, now let me be fair. If peace happened in the Ukraine today, right? And two years from now, Spain went through what the Ukraine's going through. Mm -hmm. It would not take the Ukraine long to forget about Spain either. Mm. They'd be thinking about it for two weeks and then they go, yeah, because the human condition, the only way we got to where we were is that you had to, you had to, you know, the, the truth of it is, is we, we mourn a ch one child. Right? 5,000 children die. We look at it as a statistic, mm, right? Yeah. And, but that's the human condition because that's how you build the community, right? As far as your family and what's in your community. But it would be amazing now that with this technology is if we're able to start building true empathy. So when you see a child dies in Pakistan, and, 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 and something goes in that. And because, the, you know, there's 7 billion people in the world, our brains can't handle big numbers. But if we can, if we can learn how to truly feel the empathy of that parent, of that community, I think that's where change in the future lives. Yeah. Once we can broaden from just our own home, because, you know, a city of size of San Jose, we're a million and a half people. Uh, that's happening around me all the time. Tragedies happen around me all the time. And it breaks my heart, but then I've got to make dinner for my kids. Right. Oh, you know? and, and you have to move on. Otherwise, nothing would ever get done. But I hope we're able to, and with the 
And I hope that's where technology leads us. I really do. Mm-hmm. That the ability to truly empathize for somebody not directly in your community is where change is. You know, Mother Teresa said something about, um, you know, I, I may not be able to feed all of the hungry people in the world, but I can feed one. So let me feed one. You know, your actions may not change the world, but it could cause a ripple effect that the person in the next town, they see what you do and then they do it. And then two more people do it. You know, never underestimate the power of ripples and, and the way they can they can change the course of the oceans and change the way. So, you know, and 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 even if only one person sees it, still do it because that's because that's a, a representation of who you are doing the right thing at the right time, not because it's going to get you any press or anything like that. And maybe nobody ever learns about it, but it's because that's what you were meant to do. You were put in that position at that time to do the right thing. And the odds are you won't even know that it, when somebody sees you. Mm. I mean, I mean, think about it. Think about this. I've, I've said this before is you think about a cherished childhood memory. For me, if you said, what's a memory you can dredge up and be right there back in the moment. It is a cold winter's evening outside playing, smelling the food my mother was making. Mm, yeah. And it takes me right back there. Now, if I could bring my mother back and go, yeah, that memory for me should be like, I don't, I don't remember that day. Yeah. You don't remember, you don't remember that time we did this or we had this big picnic or that or this or that. And and I would go, no. No, that is faded into the ether. And the truth of it is, is my kids aren't going to remember the trip to Disneyland. They're going to remember something so much more small, right? And and it's it's the other things. I had a I had a guy reach out to me who's like uh, he, he years through Facebook, and he goes, "I just wanted to thank you. I owe you my career." Mm. Like what? And he goes, I got to go in. I worked in Pueblo, Colorado. He goes, I got to go into your station one night and watch you work. And I'm like, I told myself, that's what I want to do. And again, I didn't even remember it. Yeah. The point is, is you don't know what your actions mean to someone at any given time. You know, because because that's the beauty of the human experience. We we we're the hero of our own story. It's when we're, we don't know when we're the villain of somebody else's story. And we also don't know when we're the hero. Somebody yeah. Else's story. yeah. This is why you need to be successful in what you do. All right. The world needs you. They need, it needs your stories. It needs your lessons. It needs just these, these feel good moments, you know, so that your neighbor can come across. Now I'm going to get my neighbor come across the street and and tell me something good about listening to my podcast. I'm going to send him this, and he got, I'm going to say to him, Jamie, you better say something nice about my podcast. Well, I'm glad it's over. Is that what he says? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is good. I'm having you back on. I'm having. I, you love it. I enjoy it. It's like I said, if I could make a living as a professional podcast guest, heck, it's a lot. It's a lot easier than having to do the podcast. Uh, but you, you, but you're a great podcast host. I listen to your podcast. I listen to the podcast about the, the, the your guest who went over to Ukraine. That was powerful. That was powerful. He was literally a, a waiter at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Just one night said, "I got to do something about Ukraine. I need to quit right now." I yeah. Leave. He quit that night and made it his life's mission. That was it was really powerful. So yeah. that's why you got to keep doing what you're doing. All right. Thank you. Best of luck with everything you're doing with, with KTRY.com. People can download the app. KRTY. Make sure we get it right. KRTY. I'm yeah. just, not really, it's but, not true, but we I'm can't a lefty. <laughs> KRTY.com. It's a streaming service that people can download and they can listen to it immediately on their phone and their car, right? As long as their phone's hooked up to their car, they can listen to it on any of the social devices. Like, I just listen to it on your phone. There you go. There you go. And then your your podcast is Here's What We Know. GaryScottThomas.com. Right? Sign up for the newsletter. 
There you go. I get it. I love it. Hate the ice stuff Brian's talking about. Right? You had Chrissy Burnell on your last one? I had Chrissy Burnell, who's amazing. She had twins. One had primordial dwarfism, and the other one didn't. And she's been on all kinds of national stories because it statistically doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But that was another. It's kind of a tearjerker. I mean... You know, again, you you you're like the 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 Oprah of country music. You know, like I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. And then I'm you gonna cry cry. because I start crying. I know. Starts crying first, and then I make you guys cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm having you back on. We're gonna talk a lot more between now and then, and um, I wish you all of the best success. You deserve it. And and you're doing a lot of good out there in the world. So keep doing what you're doing. And when I come out to San Jose, I want to go to that dive bar with you. I will take you. You are in. You are in for a treat. I'm not <laughs> a dive bar. It's a dive bar, but I love I, dive bars. I had a young act who was out here last night, and I said, "Listen, you're going on the same stage because I had a very small audience because they're they're brand new." And I told them, "I said you're going on the same stage." that Jason Aldean, Eric Church, Luke Bryan, Luke Combs, and this guy named Garth Brooks. And oh yeah, some girl named Taylor Swift. You're going to be on the exact same stage they've been on. And so you, their eyes got that big. You know? Yeah. That How cool. good. How good is that? That's yeah. got to be an amazing feel. That all of those people, would do, they're doing it because of you. And you and Nate? Mm-hmm. How great is that? It's it's fun and be able to bring these kids that, you know, we build up that cachet, like I said. So we tell people, listen, when we tell you these people are going to be big, you got to come see because remember, remember yeah. who was going to be big. Yeah. And, and so, the, you know, building up that rep, that's good. But hey, man, I'm in anytime. I love yeah. you, my friend. You are just the best. And I look forward to this conversation all day. Absolutely. And it was this one was only 34 minutes. <laughs> times two or three <laughs> my wife's right. like how long are you gonna be and i'm like i'm talking to brian i don't know yeah it's gonna be and the fact of the matter is this could have gone on a lot, lot longer but i don't want to lose my my listener my listeners can only stomach so much of me and then they go all right you know what enough i will talk to you very soon you got it All right. And for our listeners, thank you so much. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Our guest today was Gary Scott Thomas. You can find him, as I said, on his uh, streaming app, krty.com. Download the app, listen to it. Uh, You can also listen to his podcast, which is on all of the major services. Here's what we know now. And it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I love the conversations that he has on there. And if you're ever in San Jose, uh, look him up. I'm sure he'll he'd love to see you or hear from you and, you know, have a taco with you. Oh, not a taco, any tacos. Tacos, there you go. All right, we'll see you next week on another episode of the Small Business Edge Podcast. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.